1: It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast.
0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Franelli. That's Danny Cannell. I'm Chip Patterson. I, we just, we can't stop checking in with you. Like we, there's just been too much happening. Uh, we are recording here on Thursday morning, about 10.30 on the East Coast. And so as we sit, uh, we'll start with um, some very basics. There's going to be a meeting at 4 p.m. Eastern time this afternoon of the SEC University presidents. And based on an announcement from the Texas A&M Board of Regents, then it looks like Texas A&M will be a yes vote to admit Texas and Oklahoma. We've been told by some reporters, you never know. What might happen when they get on the call, but important date, 4 p.m. We are expecting that is when the SEC will vote to approve and extend membership to Texas and Oklahoma. Texas and Oklahoma have University Board of Regents meetings for Friday, so we're basically looking at the last pieces of Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC when it happens. That's all uh, up for debate, but, but gentlemen, that's not the juicy part of this, is it?
2: No. No. buried
0: the lead (laughs) but i wanted to get the business out of the way okay yeah because this is getting juicy so the big 12 has sent a cease and desist letter to espn asking them to cease and desist any contact with existing big 12 members trying to sway them on what they should do with the next round of conference realignment uh, ESPN has responded by saying there is no merit to these claims, but reporting at multiple outlets indicates that there was some um, there was some pressure or at least suggestion for existing Big Twelve members, the orphaned eight, to try and go and join the American Athletic Conference, which ESPN has a relationship with.
1: I do <laughs> what. The Big 12 has a relationship with ESPN. That's part of it too. Like the ESPN on ESPN plus broadcasts Big 12 sports. Like the Big 12 issued a cease and desist to one of its television partners. I can't,
2: it's amazing. <laughs> and it's this is nuts, right? And when you say, when you say it's been reported, I kind of laugh because this is the easiest reporting that, our own Dennis Dodd, Pete Thamel, Ralph Russo, like just go down the list of college football writers and Bob Bowlesby talked to every single Single one of of them. And And, and even like almost felt like when you followed the quotes, like he was trying to make sure he even emphasized even more how upset he was, how much more, because initially it was like, I saw Ross Dellinger, I think he said, well, there's an anonymous conference that he's had ties with ESPN that they've been trying to poach our conference. And then, like three reporters later, oh, it's been confirmed that it's the American. He Bowlesby went scorched earth yesterday. Which, if I'm him, yeah, I'm probably doing. He found out just like we did. I don't know if he was on vacation like I was, just chilling. I know it was around Big Twelve media days. But imagine being the conference of the Big tw- the conference commissioner in the Big Twelve. And you're sitting there and your phone lights up and you get an alert from Twitter that says Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. Your two biggest brands just made it a deal to bounce from your conference. I would be livid, too, if I was him. And he's not going down without a fight, which I think is very interesting. But there's so many different angles to this. And you guys alluded to it. ESPN is one of them. They're going after the hand that feeds them, which also, by the way, is the most powerful brand You know, in college football, they own college football, essentially. I know Fox is involved. I know CBS is involved. But let's be real. They own uh, the playoff. They uh, they own the playoff. ESPN owns the playoff and a ton of bowls. Yes. So there's so many different angles to this. And it's the crazy wild offseason just got that much wilder.
1: It- yeah, my, my favorite part of it all, though, too, like you were saying, Danny, is like you go through all these stories from all these different outlets, through all these different reporters, and it's bowls be very much on the record and being very upfront with what he says. But then every single one of them is like, oh, and an unnamed source told us it was the American. I'm just speculating here, but I think I know who the unnamed source was who told him it was the American Athletic Conference doing it. But, Chip, this, this is just proof that goes back to what I was saying last week about you're trading in the NCAA for ESPN. That's all any of these schools or conferences are doing. The NCAA is dying. ESPN will be the new governing body of college sports. And they kind of already have been. And now they're just clearly throwing their weight around even further, because if you're ESPN, like, if you get the Big 12 to dissolve, first of all, you have TV rights to the Big 12. You have money that you owe them. You also have the Longhorn Network, which you owe money to Texas for. And I don't know the actual numbers, but my gut tells me that if they're making a profit on the Longhorn Network, it's not a big one. So you take these you put Oklahoma... And you put Texas in the SEC, which makes your SEC network even more of a thriving product. It makes your overall product better. It increases the revenue. And if you somehow sink the Big 12, you get out of your TV deal with the Big 12. That's money saved. By the way, the money that Texas and Oklahoma are going to owe the Big 12 if they leave early and break the grant of rights, whatever the estimate is like I've seen like 80 million per school, whatever it is. That's almost as much as ESPN still owes Texas for the Longhorn Network. So that's a sunk cost. And if you can shutter the Longhorn Network and you still kind of owe Texas that money, well, now that money just goes to paying the Big 12 for Texas and Oklahoma to get out. It's all connected. It's all, you know, and I understand ESPN's business motivations. I just think Mm -hmm. you slipped up. I just I don't know who ended up like, but who's going to call them on it? Like, are we going to have ESPN sitting in front of Congress for like a you know a, 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 a like an anti-monopoly kind of situation or an antitrust kind you know or what What the hell's the word I'm looking for here? Because like you know like the the professional sports all have the exemptions for it that they get away with. Or is is the SEC going to have to sit in front of Congress and argue for like an antitrust exemption?
0: The SEC against the SEC in Congress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So I. I think that, to your point, the the Big 12 dissolving early benefits ESPN. It benefits Mm -hmm. them financially for many of the reasons that you mentioned. ESPN wants to have Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC. I imagine wants to have Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC when ESPN does its full takeover of all of the SEC TV package. When they decide that they want to come in and own that 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern time, and I I don't know if they're going to put it on ABC or ESPN, but when they debut it, I tell you they would love to have Alabama-Texas as that very first game. And so... If the Big 12 were to split up, yes, the American Athletic Conference, there is a big boost there. And the American Athletic Conference has a relationship with, with ESPN, also has one with CBS Sports, you know, just to go ahead and, and be transparent about this. I have no idea about any of these inner workings. And so I, I look at it as like, if you're the Big 12, what is the only move that you have to kick and scream, and drag this until 2025. And when we're talking about what happens next or what's the Big 12's play, they are going to try to tie this up in, I guess, litigation. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly what the cards are, but my read from the existing Big 12 members or, or at least Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bolsby is if he can keep that group together— then they can cash these checks from Texas and Oklahoma and they can remain, even if they are not competitively the same conference, they can at least continue to benefit financially from the big 12 all the way through the end of this grant of rights agreement, holding up Texas and Oklahoma and making life hard for the sec. I feel like it's petty and it's spiteful, but it's gotta be their only move.
2: I agree. And if you want to put it, some numbers to it currently with Oklahoma and Texas, $37 million per school in the big 12 without them, it goes to nine. Like if you're looking at possibly getting 9 million a year or $37 million a year, of course you're going to fight this. And this is your last move, but it almost feels like the Alamo, like you're all, you're going to go down in the end, but if you're going to go down, but I do think it's actually, I think it's the only play, but I do think it's the play he should make, Bob Bowlesby. If he's trying to salvage what's left, you buy time, you still have revenues coming in. He alluded to, he didn't allude to, he told reporters on the record about how tough a year it was for a lot of schools in the Big 12 financially because of COVID, because of lack of ticket sales. You know, he said, like, so a lot of this is... Yes, you're buying time, you're getting the money that's coming in, and then you try to make the next move, which is really the only thing you can do. I have a question for you guys. He's told several reporters on the record he's got evidence. What do you think it is? Do you think he does? Do you think he's got anything? I'm very curious to know what he's got.
1: I mean, it's the thing I'm wondering is, like, I am sure – That somebody like there's probably some sort of quote unquote paper trail of contact between ESPN and, you know, the American and the American in the schools. But what I what we can't know for sure is let's say ESPN did talk to the American athletic conference. We don't know if it will the evidence show that it was ESPN who initiated the conversation or was the American saying to ESPN, hey, what about this?
0: That's not my read. My read is that ESPN talked to schools that of those eight, multiple schools were contacted through back channels. Like, I don't think it was the ESPN boss, but it was probably somebody who works for ESPN and was on a trip through all the Big 12 schools and sits down for a meeting, or maybe it was a text message that we're going to have screenshots of. But it was ESPN telling at least one, multiple existing Big 12 universities, hey, it would be really good for y'all if y'all go over to the American Athletic Conference. I mean, listen, Heather Denich was so nice to me 11 years ago when I started, and I was just this, like, young buck rookie at ACC football kickoff and in the press conference. But she had a tweet two days ago that said, expect the American Athletic Conference to be aggressive and try to get to 14 to 16 teams. Mm. And I'm like, oh, so, and that tweet's getting quote tweeted again, like starting last night and again. It's like, well, yeah, that was the plan. The American Athletic Conference hopes to be able to get all of them, and that Heather's not the only one. Remember, uh, Nicole Auerbach of the Athletic ran a story, expects the American Athletic Conference to be aggressive. Dennis might have had one too, or a tweet somewhere in his reporting, but it's to me, I see that the American Athletic Conference is hoping that the media can get that message to those other schools, and where this backfired was one of those schools going to Bob Bowlesby and being like, hey, uh, Bob, just a heads up. Um, They're trying to get us to split right now. You wanna do anything about that? And and (laughs) that is, um, I guess, like a homeboy hall of fame for whoever school brought the truth to Bob Bowlesby, and uh, a big misstep in terms of like trust. And I just think there's so much mistrust throughout everybody in this process right now.
1: Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem because like we go back to Bob Bowlesby, you know, kicking and screaming like is the big 12's last chance. It reminds me of like in a horror movie when the crazed killer has like his next victim and he grabs them and they're screaming for help. But either nobody hears or nobody cares enough to come help them. And you look at the situation now as the crazed killer wearing a mask that says ESPN (laughs) is dragging the Big 12 down a dark and scary hallway to its end. Who's the hero that cares enough to come save the Big 12? Because everybody else is looking at it like I'm sure like the American. Most other conferences are just kind of looking at those other eight schools right now trying to decide. Do I have any interest in them? Do I want them? It's not like, oh, no, let's save the big 12 for the good of the sport.
0: Is the American a villain if they do end up with all eight of those schools and get up to 19?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, it's, prob- it's It depends on your perspective, I suppose. <laughs> for, for some, they'll be the villain. For some, they'll be the heroes.
2: Did Bowlesby call back Heather Dinich? Did he call back an ESPN reporter? Because all those reporters I mentioned, I didn't see an ESPN one. They ran an <laughs> no AP horrible.
1: story. They
0: ran an okay, Associated yes, Press yeah. story that didn't even yeah. have their own, uh, which I understand. I get like, those things get really tricky when you're the writer and there's like a boss, boss, boss. It's like, no, we're just cutting this right down the middle.
1: Yeah, uh, I have a hard time seeing ESPN reporting on a cease and desist <laughs> being filed against ESPN.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. that's why I just think it's hilarious that that happened. Yeah. Um, I, when you asked about the villain, okay, so oh, a couple of thoughts. I forgot what I was going to say. I could see a Jamie Pollard at Iowa State who's in this middle ground. Because if you're Oklahoma State, you're probably perceived as one of the stronger ones. If you're West Virginia, there's perceived if they, they might be a good draw for the ACC. Iowa State to me is a team that's just there, that's like, and I think they're a great product, but they're not the brand. And they're probably looking around like just saying, how do we survive all this? Is that that could be the person that was reached out to that says, you know what, I don't feel comfortable with this. I don't know if they I don't know if the Americans are great fit for us. That's a step down. We haven't heard from the back 12 or the Big Ten or the ACC. Let me take this to Bowlesby. So that could be an evidence. And you wonder if there's emails or, you know, hey, let's talk about this or whatever it is. Tom, you asked about the villain. And I want to make clear cuz I don't want to make this an anti-SEC thing. I like Grant Greg Sankey. I think he deserves all the credit in the world for saving college football last year. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a genius. But the first thing I noticed about his initial statement, which is not the one like a day ago, but last week when this rumor was out there, there was very much a statement in there that said while we haven't explored expansion, we it was like it was almost him Laying it out there, we did nothing wrong. If there's – and Bob Bowlesby says he has evidence. If there's evidence that Sankey or the SEC approached Oklahoma and Texas, that is villainous. That is scandalous. That is – like the American, Do people really going to get upset if Mike Oresco was invested? No. I think it could be a big deal, but not as big a deal if there's evidence that ESPN, the SEC – we're conspiring behind closed doors to have Oklahoma, Texas join them without Oklahoma and Texas taking the first step. That's your scandal of college football. Yeah, I think SEC's
0: too buttoned up.
2: I like, I, like, I do too. He's I believe smart man. Exactly. Yeah. I believe
0: the AAC gets caught. I don't believe that the SEC gets caught in this one. Right. Um, what are some of the Danny, you mentioned, like there's a lot of angles to this, a lot of ways to start to pick it apart. I know that we're, uh, kind of hitting it from all directions right now and it's all still, still very fluid. Um, what else is, is really jumping out to you
1: since we started recording. What <laughs> has something changed? I don't know, who knows? But it was like Danny's talking about last week when he was on vacation, I was on vacation. I got on a plane on Friday and by the time I landed three hours later, the entire world was different all of a sudden.
0: Oh, and by the way, to your earlier question, Danny, uh, Bolsby did uh, find out on a plane. He was had just done like a campus visit to Kansas, got on the plane, and when he got off, he turned it on and it's just exploding with notifications.
1: His first inkling that something was up was, was he was walking around Kansas's campus and there were like big 10 flags? He was like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> So, Danny, what are, what are some of these other angles that like, you, you're starting to pick apart and, and try to game out in your head?
2: Still, it's the question we've asked since we heard this news, and I think it's the most interesting angle is what happens next. I it's
0: think like, everything hey, gets delayed. I think college football playoff too. expansion gets delayed. I think that the move to the SEC gets delayed, and we just go through a really, really awkward period because there's no way that – the entire management committee is going to sign off on the college football playoff model in September, as they were hoping to do given all the unrest.
2: I also think it's how far does Bob Bowlsby continue to take this? I mean, he's, he's laid it out there. This is where we're going. I mean, a cease and desist to ESPN. And then he goes on this rampage is the nuclear option, but I think it was the only option he had to make. So to Tom's point, like, do we see this play out in the courts? How far does this go? Is there a settlement? Is there some sort of salvage, you know, because I a part of me, like you're burning a bridge. Like what if the big 12 gets to the end of this and they keep collecting those $37 million checks, all the members of the institution. And then they start to recruit Mountain West American, who knows where they go, Sunbelt, wherever they go. And then they want to continue to be perceived as a power conference. Who are they going to – like, wouldn't you want ESPN at the table to be a broadcast partner? But is that bridge burned beyond repair? It sure feels like this would just did it. But I, that, to me, is one of the interesting angles. Like, what does this mean for what's next? See, I, I'm
1: skeptical that this is going to delay anything. Okay. I, I don't think we're going to see the timetable delayed because – The truth is like Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. If word comes out that the SEC and ESPN initiated it, it'll be a bad look for a week. It won't stop anything from happening. Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. So if you are the rest of the big 12 right now and you're those eight eight schools, you're on a sinking ship. It might be sinking slowly, but you're still on that ship and you need to find a way to get off. So if you're Kansas, if you're Iowa State, if you're Oklahoma State, any of these schools, if other conferences start coming and they're offering something that's attractive to you and you're looking for any kind of lifeboat to get on, to get off of this ship, you're probably going to be more inclined to take those offers than you are to save the Big 12. So while they're all in unison now, I think that once we see the sharks start circling in the water a little more The Big 12 is probably going to dissolve pretty quickly. And then I don't know who's going to be left to fight the battle in the courts. And I think that's ultimately what ESPN, Texas and Oklahoma are hoping for here. I think that's their ideal scenario is that the Big 12 just completely dissolves. They can move on. And then ESPN still being ESPN and still owning the college football playoff and still having so much power in the sport and the SEC having so much power in the sport, they'll be able to get playoff expansion through still because there's the Big 12 won't be around to fight it, and all those schools are still going to want to have access to a college football playoff, whether they're now in the American, the Big 12, or the Big 10, the Pac-12, the Mountain West, wherever they end up.
0: My understanding is they wanted to announce the new approved format in September.
1: I feel like that seems
0: less likely.
1: Yeah, and, but I don't think you're going to stop the expansion from happening. You might, no, you might no, no, delay no. the official announcement.
0: Or like, okay, so the earliest possible date was 2023. Then there's also the option of letting it play all the way out, so we finish the 12 years, and then we start the cycle back. I think that's what 2025 or 2026. By the way, the 2025 season is also one where, if we're talking about the Big 12 and media rights, they're a free agent. So I'll tell you what: if the Big 12 still exists in the 2025 college football season, I will be shocked if ESPN is their media rights partner. That is a Fox FS1, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, not Hulu Paramount Plus. Hey, Paramount yeah. Plus. There we go. Um, so that's How that's awkward. why I say delay. Like if, yeah. if this is all going through as fast as college football fans who like expansion wanted it to, then, um, we would have in the 2023 season, the first year of a 12 team playoff. And I don't know if that's happening
2: now. So you think chip that the college football playoff is going to be ready to make an announcement of an expanded playoff. When the working committee that came up with this proposal includes which Bob Bolzby, Warbrick, <laughs> Bolsby and Sankey were on this committee together. How awkward is that next Zoom call or whatever they do? God forbid it's in person. Like I, you, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall or to have access to the video to that open, like that opening comment that like between Sankey and Bowlesby. I don't think that they'll be wow.
0: ready. I was saying that's what was the sca- like they <laughs> ideally before all of this went down and then you know who the fourth person in that room is? This is the Craig Thompson, the athletic director of the Mountain West Conference who has overseen like a hey, break he put out a statement. He broke he away from the WAC. Like he knows conference realignment. They've dealt with yep. a lot of like moving pieces, but um you're you're very right. Swarbrick, Sankey, Bowlesby. Thompson.
1: Maybe maybe Bullsby's just not at the next meeting because who owns the playoff? Yep. Controls the committees. Maybe somebody just doesn't get invited to the next meeting.
0: Um, West Durham told a funny story the other day that at the very final, uh, like university presidents and athletic directors meeting in the sec that Missouri was at before they left. And it, it was already sort of known or it was in the tea leaves or things, things had gotten going, but, they were in a big conference room, like 20-foot table, and Missouri went and sat at the other end. Like on the other end of the like 15 seats in between them and everybody else. That's what Bullsby's gonna do. They're gonna have a table where they should all be sitting close to each other, and gonna Bullsby's gonna go <laughs> sit at the end. Yeah, if you're watching on youtube.com/slash cover three, you can see Tom with his arms folded. Um, yeah, that's that's that is uh that's fascinating. So your our final Final notes here is we expect, Tom, you're saying things Things are still just going to plow ahead. They're just going to be messy.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't – maybe – Do you trust the Big
0: think- 12 to stick together?
1: The Big 12 has to stick no. together
0: if they're going no. to no. drag this out.
1: Okay. No. And it's not, it's not that I think there's anybody bad in charge or there's anybody nefarious in charge. I think it's just a natural human reaction, and it's a natural business reaction to when you look around – My ultimate if I'm Kansas and I'm a Kansas president, a Kansas athletic director, whatever school you want to talk about, my ultimate responsibility isn't to my conference. Mm -mm. It's to my school. The conference was just something that was put together for schools of like minded ideals to get together, to kind of pull yourself together and support each other. If somebody else is willing to support me and it's got a better offer than nine million a year that I'm looking at in the Big 12, I'm gone. I have to. I'd be an idiot not to be.
2: Bob Bowlsby is the commissioner of the Big 12. He says he's looking out for the conference, which he should. It's his legacy. He's also his job. Yeah. Right? Big 12 goes away, his job goes away. I, I have a feeling the cease and desist was more of a shot fired at ESPN. And I, I know a lot of these executives. That's why I kind of am dying to know like who was said because they're great dudes, but they also like they're, they're they have conversations. Maybe it was on a golf course. Maybe it was out at a golf outing or something. Uh, it's just a very casual, you know, text that took place, but then there's more serious conversations when you open up that door. I think that was them saying, Hey, stop messing with us. If it like I think that's just his last salvo. I, and maybe it does keep the executives there out of it, but to Tom's point, You'd be foolish if you're a team in the Big 12, a remainder, one of the remaining eight, and you weren't listening aggressively, or not listening, actively pursuing Mm -hmm. other options to see what else is out there.
1: The longer you hold on and try to stick together, like if you're the school that's the last one at the table, like, no, I believe in the Big 12, I'm going to save the Big 12, the worse your options are going to be when the carousel stops moving.
0: He is Tom Fornell. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fornell. You can follow him at Danny Canale. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. First thing tomorrow in your feed, we'll have those Pac-12 North win totals. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. the, Athletics at newbalance.com.